You're listening to Once, episode 195, Lily, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And thank you for joining us. We just watched this episode, Lily. These are our initial reactions. We're going to be a bit all over the place, not really having things figured out until Santa comes and joins us <laughs> in the bus and explains fairy tales to us. That's when we'll know exactly what's going on. And you can help us with that. And I'll tell you more about how you can give us your feedback in a little bit. But I know that back when we saw Lily initially, and I'm, I'm fessing up to this again, I was completely mistaken, but I did not have coffee on the line for this. Go back to season two if you want to know what that's about, or season three. And uh, Lily is related, yeah, Maleficent's daughter, all of that stuff. Lily is a more important character, not just a throwaway character. With the way that they're tying in these characters with this season... It's making me think and respect them more that maybe they have more of the story arc planned out, like multiple story arcs and arcs <laughs> among those arcs and arcs carrying across other arcs and two of every kind of no storyline being carried in the arc. Mm. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Or maybe they go, hmm, wouldn't this be cool? Let's work this in somehow. Yeah. Either could be the case, but whatever the case, I'm just thinking, okay, this is cool that they're tying this in and making these throwaway characters not actually throwaway characters. Yeah, it's actually working. So at this point now, I'm going to have to assume that every character that's hinted at is possibly someone important. That means probably Lily's boyfriend could be someone important too. Who knows? Maybe Uh, (laughs) she was dating the sorcerer. Ew. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the sorcerer who is not the apprentice. Yes. Now you have to fess up. No, now I have to drink coffee. <laughs> Be right back. No. Uh, yeah, did the sorcerer look a little uh, pink and blue yin-yang to you? Yeah, but also very much like the sorcerer's apprentice section of Fantasia where Mickey stole the hat. And just before that, we saw Yen said the sorcerer working with the hat, doing this magic with blue and pink smoke. So that looked very much like one of those scenes, though, that you really have to watch with the subtitles because the special effects, or at least the way they compressed the audio for television, just made things hard to hear. But so, yeah, that's the sorcerer. Yeah, why was he not a physical entity? They've got a voice for him. So it's, <laughs> I'm not thinking it's something like, oh, they don't want to cast him yet. But it could be something like, this is someone that we've seen and he's actually the sorcerer, but all along he's been a character we've been seeing. So we don't want to see him, but we want to hear his voice. Or that's what the, the writers are thinking for the series. Hmm. Well, Jeff Roney, it could be cap man. Yes, it could be hmm. once upon a time fan podcast. Nod there. Ah, hmm. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was kind of intense with the whole, gun scene yeah i actually didn't know what was going to happen i thought adult lily might not be long for this show 
Yeah, I thought it could really go either way, the way that they're taking this story. But then I thought, why have all of this build up to Lily and then kill her in that one episode? Because it would be shocking and terrible and but it wouldn't be very Emma like. Yeah. What was oh the the thunder was that not interesting? But it only happened when Lily hit her. When Lily hit Emma. Right. Lightning and lights blowing on on the <laughs> Emma's beetle that I definitely <laughs> also thought might be toast. <laughs> yeah. Now we did see Emma's magic having an effect on the lights back when Henry was born. True. And that was in the land without magic. So maybe there's something about these two that when they have really intense emotions going on, then light bulbs burst near them. That's their superpower. That's their... I also need to uh, to make a correction myself. I think I said yin-yang, and I meant yin and yang a little bit ago. But uh, that concept, um, well, you know, which <laughs> is a whole thing, They, I felt like they were doing a little bit of that with Emma and Lily. Oh, yeah. Savior and anti-savior. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not liking that whole term either. Yeah, and... They're mixing their... Uh, <laughs> their whatever. Their worldviews, their philosophies, I suppose. It, it is a common thing that you see in comic books and like all stories. If there's a hero, there has to be a villain. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It's that sort of thing, I think, that they're treating it. Not just like a balance of power, but opposing powers so i wonder what kind of havoc is lily going to wreck now that she's getting into storybook and being invited into well uh, they're not there yet <laughs> yeah yeah first they have to deal with new york which uh yeah new york which we can call her that now uh, <laughs> uh so I, I enjoyed this episode kind of right up until the end, I'm realizing just now as I talk about it. Really? What did you not like about the end? You're saying uh, with Zelina? Yeah, I thought Robin was very strange. Uh, I mean, first he acted like Regina's delusional, which does he not know her better than that? Doesn't he have to... Why would he not stop and ask why she's saying what she's saying then? Zelina reveals herself, and he still... I mean, okay, cool, you're concerned about the baby, but I feel like that would be a reaction that would come in two to three hours after after throwing up a couple of times and running down the streets of New York, as so many do. Right? I mean, he's been living with this woman... That he believed was his wife. Yeah. She's someone else entirely. And he doesn't even make a start for the door. And he's just like, I can't leave her. Um, She was lying about her entire face. Do you think even for a moment that maybe the baby's not real either? It probably is, unfortunately. And I don't really appreciate the twist. It's a twist that I kind of wondered... Ever since we saw that it was Zelina in New York, I kind of started wondering, what if she's pregnant? Yeah, I know. It'd be an interesting plot twist. Uh And sure enough, they brought it in. 
And that, yeah, that complicates things because yet Robin, a man of honor, now is thinking, I'm going to have a baby, which I'm going to guess is going to be a girl. I'm guessing that that's what Robin was saying when he was saying, I can't leave her. Oh. I think it's going to be a girl. And Robin is thinking, I can't leave my daughter. Not, I can't leave Zelina. I suppose. Huh. It's gross. Also means they can't kill Zelina. Yeah. Oh, but heroes don't kill anyway. I'm so sorry. That, that, yeah, that's true. We've got three episodes left. And two of those are combined for the finale. So, or I might be confusing the numbering again, but um, we've got a few episodes left. And where then could they go with Zelina? Because, oh, it would be, unless it's a fake baby. (laughs) But. Or a fake pregnancy, because (laughs) I doubt there's a fake baby in there. She's not showing. magic. She doesn't look pregnant <laughs> and you know you're allowed to say that to a woman you're allowed to say you don't look pregnant that's true you're never allowed to say you look pregnant <laughs> so, i mean if she's nine months it's kind of awkward to say you don't look pregnant but well they might still take it as a compliment might but she probably won't believe anything else you say but at this point in the story i'm not sure that they could fit in the baby being born by the end of the season which makes me wonder, how can they carry it over? Or would they even consider carrying over Zelina into the fifth season? Well, they're going to have some real... Yeah, well, okay, so you're saying you'd think she's lying. Maybe. If she's not lying, they probably better carry that over. Perhaps. But they're going to get uh, some real interesting things happening in the plot. And speaking of carrying things over and interesting things happening in the plot, this episode is brought to you by lynda.com slash once. Longest segue ever. The reason that connects is you can learn to make your own movies and TV shows and videos, video production, audio production, all kinds of cool things like that at lynda.com. I've known now several people who have gone gone through this and they have said, wow, the courses are really good. They're thorough. They are professionally trained. This is stuff much better than, you know, the teenage kid on YouTube that barely has his volume up high enough and he's got this rock music blaring in the background and he doesn't know what he's really doing and he's trying to show you something in some program like Premiere or Adobe Audition or any program like that and you really can't figure out what he's doing and so you just thumb it down and you have to go looking for another video. Yeah, that's what it's like trying to learn stuff sometimes on the web. But you don't have to do that. Lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com slash once is where you can go to learn all kinds of things with people who know this in and out. They are expert teachers at this, not just expert users of the technology. That's lynda.com slash once. If you sign up there, you get a free 10-day trial. So you can sign up, check out some of the courses, start learning something even, and then you can decide, is this worth it? Is this sticking around? I really think you'll find out how amazing the training is. That's lynda.com slash once, lynda.com slash once. Check it out and get that free 10-day trial just for you. And so you can learn something new and be awesome. (laughs) Speaking of learning something new, the sorcerer, or rather, the sorcerer's apprentice, 
stepped into our world. <laughs> in order to enlighten Lily on her backstory. And he sits there and totally, I probably shouldn't tell you this. I'm making trying to make that a verb unsuccessfully. But why why did he proceed to do it? I think he's trying to rebalance things out. Because remember how this episode started. He went to the sorcerer and basically asked, is there any way we can undo this? So he thought it would be better instead of her just having a hard life, as people do sometimes. He thought it would be better to put her on a mission of vengeance against Prince Charming and Snow White. He probably didn't expect it to go that way. Well, he should have thought longer before he created a little doorway to a world without magic, which somehow doesn't apply to him. Yeah, in some ways. Oh, and speak- Now that I know he's just the apprentice, I'm totally going to rip him a new one. <laughs> Speaking of doorways, <laughs> the author is trapped in the book, but they did say that the author can now only record, not alter. So now we know how the rest of the book was written. From We're, within. Yeah. <laughs> the book apparently now writes itself. It's like mm. potatoes that make their own gravy. They're like, hmm, guys, we just said that we shut the last author into the book before it was finished being written. Guess we have to put in a line about that. Regina also had a line about how to explain things, but I won't repeat it here. <laughs> And speaking of explaining things, I thought for a moment we wouldn't get to learn how uh, how Lily learned about stuff because when Emma asked her how, she said, it doesn't matter. I thought, oh, that's the authors or the writers of Once Upon a Time trying to just tell us, yeah, we're not going to tell you. It doesn't really matter how she <laughs> learned. She just learned, okay? But oh, I didn't at least think they that. did show us how she learned. I thought it was going to be Isaac. That he told her? Yes. But that couldn't have worked because he was put inside the book. Well, I know, but the timeline is very difficult to track at this point, and I I was paying attention to the show, not dissecting the timeline at that moment. Yeah. And speaking of timeline, this is apparently all happening after Emma... Wait. This? You mean the flashbacks? Yeah, the flashbacks after Emma was with... The Snow Queen, I think. What's funny is that I had wondered who would play adult Lily before, but when I saw her, I was looking at her, like we saw the birthmark, and then we saw her face, and I thought, did she get plastic surgery? (laughs) That's not her. As though young Emma is actually (laughs) Emma, the same actress. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think that they did do a pretty good job of matching them together. Uh, Fairly good. Her uh, young Lily's eyes are fairly distinctive, and I don't think they quite matched on that. But I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. I just thought it was funny that it's as though the same person is playing young Emma and adult Emma, and so I almost wasn't expecting Lily to look any different somehow. Mm. But uh, what I don't no if i totally understand is why they wouldn't recognize each other because it's been so long yeah but mm, they don't look that like i don't know i i think by that age adults tend to not look that drastically different unless they really change their appearance in some way but those two didn't i mean emma has practically the same hairstyle or it has been about 15 years 
All right. All right. They were teenage girls. Emma then. wasn't really looking at her either. She was kind of in a daze and yeah. just ordering coffee, I suppose. Hasn't had her coffee yet. <laughs> well, yeah, now that I can understand. I wonder the thing about the wolf. Like, fate bringing them together. Was that maybe the sorcerer? Maybe the apprentice? Or maybe the same wolf that kept Emma inside of Storybrooke back in season one? Maybe Bad Wolf? <laughs> yeah, nice Doctor Who reference mm-hmm. for anyone else that didn't know what that was from. But you guys, you Doctor Who fans, I was going to just leave it for the people yeah, who matter, yeah. which are the Doctor Who fans. <laughs> yeah, one of those <laughs> things that they're all like, "Oh, we feel, we feel valued." Now. <laughs> Speaking of feeling valued, special thanks to those who donated to make this episode of the podcast possible. You make us feel really valued by donating and keeping the podcast running. Special thanks to David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, Tracy Anderson, Daniel Clark, and our 15 backers on Patreon. We really could not do this without you. Thank you very much. If you would like to donate to the podcast and help keep it running, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. You can sign up for a one-time donation of any amount, a monthly donation of any amount, and the monthly donation is what helps us really the best, or you can do a per-episode donation through Patreon. All of those options and even our Amazon.com affiliate link that you can click on before you do your shopping on Amazon are at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you, David, Steve, Lisa, Tracy, Daniel, and our 15 Patreon backers. You guys are awesome. Thank you. That's oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. I wonder at what point is the sorcerer actually going to step into our world as a person and interact with everyone else? Because it seems like it's got to happen at some point. Why? Just because he's like this <laughs> character that we were really excited to learn about, like the author. Well, now we have the author. How about the sorcerer? Now we've seen the sorcerer's puff. So far, he's a lot like the Wizard of Oz. That's true. All smoke and mo- mirrors? Quite possibly. What if he is, actually? Maybe he's just a, another Walsh monkey. <laughs> Uh, So we now, and this was a bit under speculation as you guys discussed in the last episode, we know Regina did take Belle's heart without her permission. Yeah. Which I think heroes can kill. I kind of don't think heroes should probably take innocent people's hearts and hold them captive, hostage. I mean, would she really have done it? Really have squeezed the heart? Yeah. I don't think so. I think she was bluffing to Rumple in the last episode. In this episode, I really wanted to see that that wasn't actually Belle's heart. But then I thought, at this point, what does it really help the storyline if that's not Belle's heart? And sure enough, it ended up actually being Belle's heart. But it was cool for how Rumple gave it back and left honorably. Mm Mm-hmm. And actually said Will would be the protector of her heart. And here are now two people who have had their hearts taken out. They are practically made for each other. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I thought of all that. I'm going to have to think about that longer. Well, one of the things we have 
coming up that we are really excited about is the finale, not just because it's something cool will happen, no doubt, in the finale, but also we are going to have a season finale party in Cincinnati. We've reserved the location now. It is going to be at the Radisson in Covington, Kentucky. It's right across the river from downtown Cincinnati, and it has a great view out there. Please go to oncepodcast.com slash party to reserve your seat. We're not charging any kind of admission. Uh, There will be a dinner beforehand. We're going to have breakfast the day after for anyone who's sticking around in the area. But definitely check it out at oncepodcast.com slash party. We're really excited about this, and it will be a great experience for us to get together, watch the finale together, record the live initial reactions there in front of you guys, a live audience on the internet as well as in person. And we'll have an extra microphone too. So if you want to come up and share some of your initial reactions and you're able to make it to the party, that will be a great opportunity for you. Check it out at oncepodcast.com slash party. We would love to have you there. That's on Sunday, May 10th. The activities will start at about 5 or 5.30 in the evening, but go over to oncepodcast.com slash party. Grab your free ticket over there. That way, we'll let you know the details as we finalize more of them, like where we're going to eat. We're talking to a couple places, just waiting on some confirmations and some other things that we'll be doing. But it is at the Radisson in Covington, Kentucky, right across the river from Cincinnati. Please be there. This will be an, a great opportunity. I've already spoken to a couple people who have said they're going to be there. Oncepodcast.com slash party. But in the meantime, here's what you can do right now from home. Send us your theories about this episode. Put in the subject line, Lily, and email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com, and we'd love to incorporate as much of your feedback as possible into our upcoming full discussion that we do live on the website. If you forget all of that stuff, just go to oncepodcast.com. That's where it all is, the feedback information, the link to the party, this episode, number 195, and everything else, our forums connecting with us, oncepodcast.com. Please connect with us on Twitter at OncePodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Please tweet this episode, share it on Facebook, stumble upon all of that stuff by going to OncePodcast.com slash 195 and click on all of those buttons. And until next time, how about we make today the day we both beat fate? And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to the sponsors for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor because you're that awesome. Also remember to check out lynda.com slash once to learn something new. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash once.